0: Great one for you here. Hopped on with Jake of Locked On Braves to talk all things Atlanta Braves prospects. Do you trade some of these pitchers? Which of these hitters could step up? What should you do? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On
1: Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Yes, welcome on in to Locked On MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, award-winning baseball writer and podcaster. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. We're proudly part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And today's episode is made possible by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Really excited to bring you this one. I hopped on end of the week last week with Jake from Locked on Braves for a wide-ranging Atlanta Braves conversation. We talked about some of these position players, a David McCabe, Ignacio Alvarez. Uh, can he, can Alvarez play shortstop? What about seven Sabalos? We talked about some of the pitchers, AJ smith shaver versus Hurston Waldrup. Do you trade either one? What are their ceilings? What is, what's their potential? Uh, just a lot of great things in this show. Obviously, never just barely scratched the surface of this system, but really fun conversation. Enjoy.
1: Going to be a, a good discussion today. I have a Lindsey Crosby joining me from a Locked On MLB Prospects. We're really talking about some Braves prospects who could break out in 2024. And I know a lot of people think that this farm system is not very good. And look, it's not. There's not a lot of top end talent, not a lot of top 100 prospects, but there are some guys coming up and the, the bottom of this farm system, who I think have a chance to really break out in 2024. And I'm really interested to hear what Lindsay has to say and some prospects that he is keeping his eye on. So I'm going to go ahead and bring in Lindsay. Lindsay, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, really excited to hear what you have to say on this topic with the Braves prospects, because I think a lot of people sleep on this system, especially some guys at the bottom.
0: Yeah, and this is a system that... You don't need as much from as most teams do. I mean, Atlanta has every single defensive position locked up for at least three or more years, if not five or six, and you have a really good rotation for 2024, and obviously that's the big caveat is what do you do after that? So excited to be here. This is the least prep I've ever had to do for a show because I am a Braves fan too, and this is my system. So really excited to talk about it.
1: Yeah, in case you don't know, Lindsey Crosby is also the host over at Bravestoday.com, always putting out articles, just about two or three, it seems like, every day. Plenty of content over there on Bravestoday.com, so make sure you go check him out, not just for my work, but all the good stuff that Lindsey's doing over there as well. And as I mentioned, host of Locked On MLB Prospects, so nobody better to talk to about the Brave system than Lindsey. Let's jump right into the big question and the headline for this podcast. Who are some unknown prospects, and when I say unknown, you know, prospects outside of the top 10 and mostly at the lower levels, who are some prospects in this system that you think could break out in 2024? Maybe jump into that that top 10 in the Braves farm system rankings.
0: So a guy that I'm watching, just based on how I know Atlanta can improve pitchers, is Garrett Bowman. Uh, Higher pick last year, but uh, 6'8", 240, absolutely big boy, and when you watch what he does on the mound, he's not using almost any of that size, right? Uh, it's it's a very, very long arm action. He doesn't have a lot of biomechanical smoothness from the upper to the lower half. And so, you know, he's getting into the low 90s. He's throwing enough strikes, but he's doing that with virtually just the entire arm. It's a clean arm action. Atlanta likes clean, clean arm actions, but I trust the Braves to be able to get more efficiency in that delivery and get the biomechanical change. It's it's a fastball changeup combination now, which it's weird to see a prep draftee with a great changeup. The slider got better in just a little bit that we saw last year. He started throwing a little bit harder. We know Atlanta likes the gyro sliders. And so I don't necessarily know if he'll ever get into like the top three or top five, but top ten seems to me to be a very real possibility because i trust atlanta to get some more velocity get him up to consistently a 95 or 96 i the improve that sli- that slider you know again make it harder maybe it's more of a cutter when they're done with it and then the changeup that tunnels really well with that fastball it's going to work really well at the lower levels changeups always do the question will be in 25 what does it look like when he's in the upper minors with that three pitch combination
1: yeah, that's one I, I had written down on my list as well. I told, <laughs> told Lindsay coming in, I probably had a list of five, six names, maybe Same. seven, I think, on here that are just, I think, you know, are, I'm really excited about. Uh, and Garrett was definitely one of those, just the size. You look yeah. at a kid like that, I mean, and there's just so much that you can dream on. Uh, so, really excited about the potential for him. I'm going to mention another pitcher to you that I had on my list, and somebody that I think is already kind of creeping up radars a little bit, especially with how he finished 2023. But Carlos Lara is somebody yeah. that, like I said, the second half of 2023 really started to rack mm-hmm. up the strikeouts. and I think he's somebody coming into the soft season. You're starting to see his stock rise a little bit for those, especially, you know, you're in a deep dynasty league. I know I went and picked him up, uh, but this is that that's another Same. arm as well. that it just seems to be coming up the brave system and somebody that might surprise.
0: Yeah, he's a guy. He, he reminds me of. Orion Kirkering of the Phillies in the context of he has a sweeper as a slider that is a lot harder than a lot of them are. It's not a true sweeper, but it's it's mostly sweep sits in the upper 80s. I've seen him run it up to 90 and a lot of those sweepers sit in the lower 80s. So the fastballs upper 90s the the changeup sits upper 80s. He's got a sweeper with more velocity on it. And as you watched him last year, uh, it, it, the walk rate got better. His command, his control all improve. The question's going to be when he gets to double A Mississippi, uh, what happens? I don't, they're not going to have that annoying tacky ball. So you're not going to have, it's going to be easy to evaluate these guys. But what does he do when he faces better hitters that don't necessarily swing at everything? And can he more consistently land that slider for a strike? That's going to be the big determinant as to how high he goes in the system.
1: Yeah, and I think also whether or not he's a starter or I think he has a very safe floor is a, a pretty high, re, high leverage reliever oh, yeah. as well with the stuff that he has. But certainly if he can put it all together and maybe add another pitch in there, I think he's somebody that could be a mid, maybe even number two type mm-hmm. of starter in the rotation. So excited about him. What about a bat? You know, the Braves have a lot of pitching depth in their system. Everybody's wondering who's going to be that next bat. You know, Ignacio Alvarez up there, David McCabe, Drake Baldwin is kind of that group. I think right now, most would consider the three best bats. Anybody outside of that that you think has a chance to jump up in 2024?
0: So Luis Guanipa had a really interesting time in the DSL because his slugging wasn't great, right? It was, I think he had a 384 slug in the DSL, but he has the raw power, he has the speed, and then like it, it feels like this is, if he can make consistent contact and if he can work on the launch angle a little bit, it feels like he's someone who could absolutely explode. But the big guy to me, Sabin Ceballos, the draft pick out of Oregon. Uh, it, Atlanta's trying him at shortstop. He was a third baseman, won a gold glove in college or the college version of a gold glove, uh, but he showed decent power with metal. How, what does it translate to wood? It didn't do a great job in his post draft time. He didn't hit for a ton of power, but it feels like the natural ability is there. My question is going to be, I guess, one defensively, how does he handle? And the contact skills are there. The plate disciplines there. The frame is there. He's 6'3", 220. Uh, He didn't chase a lot in college. I want to say his chase rate was around 16% and his end zone contact was over 90%. So all the skills are there. It's just how well does it translate to wood? That's a big one for me. And the sooner he gets into high a and he's not in rome's ballpark i think the better you'll see him perform statistically
1: yeah somebody else another one i had on my list as well i did a, a deep dive on him already this offseason he's somebody i'm really excited about really confident hitter in the mm-hmm. box too has a little bit of swag to him as well so uh really excited to see how he develops i'm gonna give you one more here okay another guy that i picked up in a deep fantasy league and that's mario Baez. really You know big numbers early on obviously in the DSL you take those with a grain of salt but somebody who again we're looking for any type of bat in this organization to come up just 17 years old is this somebody that maybe
0: could impress and shoot up some rankings when you watch like he he walked almost as much as he struck out which is really rare for for guys of that age albeit the DSL's never known for great pitching quality I think the big thing to me is He optimizes the contact that he does make. He's not a big guy. He's like 5'9, 175. And if there's not a growth spurt in there, it's something where the contact ability is good enough. The quality of the contact is good enough. I think that uh, how he does when he gets into complex level, how that transition goes is going to tell you a lot, but it feels like he's a, you know, 15 home run, 25 stolen base kind of potential. It's just how, what does it translate when you get stateside? Always a question. But if there's a growth spurt in there, you might have a guy.
1: Yeah, I think he played all of last year at 16. So Mm -hmm. I think he just turned 17. So still really young. So there are some interesting names there for sure, especially at the lower levels to keep an eye on. Again, I wrote down, I had Guanipa down, Lara, Ceballos, Adam Mayer's guy. If we get to see him pitch, just really (laughs) interested to see what he can do. Mario Baez, Isaiah Drake, who they just drafted, didn't have the Mm -hmm. best pro debut, but certainly somebody with a lot of skills. Garrett Bauman, as he mentioned, and Blake Burkhalter, War Eagle. Uh, Again, him getting back maybe the second half of this year, but somebody, you know, as they do put him in the bullpen, they're initially going to start him out as a starter or try him as a starter, but he's somebody I think if they they worked him into the bullpen, could move pretty quickly. So those are some Mm -hmm. names that I'm keeping an eye on in 2024 as well that I think could break through for the Braves. All right, next, we'll go to the top of the system. I want to get Lindsay's thoughts on AJ Smith, Shaver and Hurston Waldrop. What's the future with them? Is there a future with the Braves? What kind of impact do they have in 2024?
0: We'll discuss all that next. Back to our conversation with Jake in just a minute. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Uh, As we've been talking about, the World Series odds are out for 2024, and as of Sunday the 24th, the Atlanta Braves are second in the World Series odds behind the Los Angeles Dodgers. Dodgers are at plus 380, Braves are at plus 650, obviously. Kind of, the Dodgers added a billion dollars of payroll commitments, (laughs) and Atlanta signed a bunch of relievers, uh, you know, and traded for an outfielder. But, uh, it is still something where your a lot of your atlanta braves are still considered to be a lot of the favorites for some of the stuff national league mvp the favorite ronald acuna jr plus 500 national league cy young favorite spencer strider plus 550 max freed's in the top six plus 1400 and so very very good team you can go out and you can play some of the action now while everybody's loving the dodgers and their chances you can go get a little bit of value on the braves lines if you want some free money to do it, go place a winning $5 money line bet and you'll get $150 in bonus bets. So $150 in bonus bets if you can pick an NFL team to win on the money line. So tons of fun at FanDuel. Go check it out. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: I want to also remind you that Lockdown has launched the first ever National Sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24 7 streaming channel. All right, Lindsay, let's jump back into the prospect talk here and mm-hmm. You know, because you edit all of my articles, I've probably written at least 10 this offseason talking about the future of this Braves rotation. As you mm-hmm. mentioned at the top, prospect-wise, the Braves don't really have to worry about having a, a great farm system because position players are locked up. Mm-hmm. But if there is one thing that they desperately need, it is starting pitching. After this season, if Max Freed is gone, Charlie Morton is gone, there's a lot of question marks behind Spencer Strider. They're going to need some players to step up in the rotation. And that's what I've talked about on the podcast last Wednesday is who is going to step up and I wrote an article about it on Braves today as well. I think there's six guys in particular that have the ability to step up in 2024 and submit a spot in the rotation. But just looking at prospects, the two everybody points to AJ Smith, Shaver, Hurston Waldrop. And I'm going to ask you the questions that I've asked my followers and people have asked, or listeners and people have asked me If you were going to trade one of them, which one would you rather trade?
0: That's tough. And, uh, and I don't want, I don't want them to get mad. I know they watch your show. They sometimes watch my show. It, to me, it feels like AJ Smith Chauver is better able to help you. Now it feels like Hurston Waldrop could potentially have the higher ceiling. And, and so, I don't really want to trade either one of them yeah. because you're in the situation. And, and that's a question too. Yeah. That's
1: a question too. It's, and that's kind of another article I've written over on Bravestoday.com <laughs> is how do you how do you justify trading for now and giving up the future? Because you trade for Dylan Cease and you can't extend them and you have to give up one of these two guys in this deal, mm-hmm. then you're in the same spot. So there's definitely a third option there. You don't yeah. have to trade one of these guys, but I, I, I'm kind of leading towards just develop these two. I mean, you haven't had two Really good pitching prospects like this, I think, in in quite some time, since the Soroka, Ian Anderson's of the world came up. I I think, you know, I lean towards holding
0: on to these two. Yeah, that's where I am right now. And that's what it feels like Atlanta's kind of prepared to do. You have a one through four already set at the major league level in 2024. And so we know, I I asked point blank uh, at the winter meetings, what are the expectations for A.J. smith Shawver and Hurston Waldrop? And I think Alex Anthopolis had a really good answer. He said, if you think about it, A.J. smith is the same age. He would be going into his draft-eligible year in college. And so he obviously didn't put expectations, like numbers on it. But Hurston Waldrop, A.J. smith Shawver, they're both going to be in spring training. They're going to have a chance to make the rotation. And to me, you have 2024 as a almost a test run for these two guys. How... What level are they going to be able to compete at in Major League Baseball? Can they start all year? Are they starting part of the year because of workload? Are they back into the rotation? Are they middle of the rotation? I don't expect anybody in their rookie year to be a front of the rotation guy. That's not reasonable. It, Max Freed wasn't that. But I think at the end of 2024, even by the trade deadline, Atlanta's going to have a much better idea of In 2025, if Max Freed does not come back, how when the postseason comes around, how much trouble are we in if this if this is our number two and our number three? And ultimately, I think that together you can probably get one full season out of them. I just don't know how reliable it is, especially for AJ Smith Chauver and the the less innings he's pitched in his career, how reliable it is to count on them to give you full seasons in 2024. But I think both of them have the ability to show they are postseason starters with enough seasoning in major league baseball.
1: Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I think the answer I had on my, my podcast last Wednesday is similar to what you said in that I think AJ smith Shaver I think he's going to give you some innings this year at the mm-hmm. big league level. I think he's going to give you some spot starts, but Hurston Waldrup is the guy that I think, you know, gives you the best chance or has the best chance this year to say, Okay, he is in the rotation going forward. Yeah. Maybe it's because I'm a, I'm a college guy. I know you are as well. I cover the SEC. You cover Auburn as well. And I just watch Hurston Waldrip pitch too much, and his stuff is too nasty, and that splitter is just too devastating. I feel like he's going to be able to come up and get big league hitters out right away, as AJ Smith Schauer was as well. Not taking yeah. anything away from him, but I guess I've just seen it more from from Waldrip, and I think he's maybe a little bit more mature. He's a year older, even though you know he was just drafted this past year. So. Yeah. I feel like Waldrop is the guy that, of the two, if I would say one of them's going to prove this year that they have earned a rotation spot going forward, I think it is Waldrop, and I think we get to see that this year. I think at some point, maybe not to start the year, but I think we do see Waldrop come up, and when he does, you know, it's all about command for both of these guys. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I think he just has a better chance of of taking hold of a spot and really just running with it. And that's what the Braves need, Lindsay. They need some guys to step up in this rotation. So, outside of those two, which, you know, I think those are probably the two top 100 prospects the Braves have. I don't know. Every ranking might not have both of those guys in there, but I think they're both top 100 prospects in my mind. Mm -hmm. Outside of those two, who in this Braves system could you see, you know, rising into the top 100? I know we talked about breakouts, but I don't think any of those are going to be top 100 prospects by the end of the year. But, you know, a Schwellenbach who was, you know and uh, you know an all-star last year um so uh, Cade keeler you know owen murphy any of these guys have a chance to really jump up in the top 100 some guys at the the higher levels
0: so one Schollenbach was one of my answers there and i think a big reason for that is uh, if you look at what he was able to do last year coming back from tommy john the thing that he that he surprisingly did well was having the control that's usually the last thing to come back with a guy coming back from tommy john 249 era in was it 16 starts mostly in augusta some in rome and i know that those ballparks kind of s- suppress home runs the entire braves minor league system suppresses home runs for hitters especially mississippi it's not great but he still gave up three home runs in 65 innings and uh, to me the quality of the stuff for schoenbach tells me that He should be able to, provided he can more consistently land the fastball for a strike and get ahead in the count, he should be able to show multiple tools where I am a top 100 prospect. So I'm high on him. Lucas Braun is a guy that I'm a little bit hesitant on because of his size. He's not the biggest guy in the world. But when you look at what he did after the draft, just how like how many innings he went out and pitched. He was second in strikeouts among 2023 draftees behind only Hearst and Waldrop. Uh, It's somebody they obviously have a lot of faith and a lot of belief in him. I don't know if he'll be able to do enough to get into the top 100, but I think he's going to come up into uh, the conversation for the Braves of that top 10. And it's just the question of with the frame being a little bit smaller, what's the overall ceiling and workload expectations for a guy like that?
1: Yeah, Lucas Braun's a guy I talked about, I think this past Miners Monday, um, somebody you know really good control, you know, not a high velo guy, but certainly has some good stuff and good command of it that mm-hmm. I think has a pretty safe floor. like you said, it's how high can that ceiling get for him? Can he become a mid-rotation type of guy? Uh, certainly an interesting one there. I haven't put my rankings together yet, but I'll just go ahead and tell you, if not for the injury to J.R. Ritchie, he would have been a third he would have been ranked third. On my list and i may still put him third he was one of the guys when i went watching back film this year that i was just blown away by and how good the stuff was it was even better than i thought Mm -hmm. and i would have had schwellenbach right behind him to me it's aj smith schauber and Waldrop as a tier and then i got you know in the tier behind that schwellenbach and jr richie so i'm really high on both of those guys hopefully richie gets back healthy soon don't know if we'll probably won't see him much at all at all in 2024 but hopefully he has a good recovery got a couple more questions I want to ask Lindsay here including Ignacio Alvarez can he stay at shortstop Could he be the shortstop of the future for the Braves I'll ask him that and more here next. want to remind you one more time that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, Lindsay, getting back into our discussion here of Braves prospects. Kind of teased it there a second ago Ignacio Alvarez, he's somebody – I got his his rookie card over here behind me somewhere. He's one of my favorite players in the system. Just kind of got attached to him mm-hmm. last year, and I've kind of been riding that wave. I, I love the hit tool. Obviously, you need to see a little bit more power out of him. Braves have been playing him at shortstop. I, I'll be honest, and I haven't watched a ton of video on him, but the games I've watched, I, I just don't see him as a shortstop. But you look at the guys who do watch him every game, and, and the you know the coaches talk about him and talk about – it's good hands, and I do see some good quick hands there. It's really the mm-hmm. range for me. I think the arm's fine. It's really much more so the range, but as you look at the position players at the big league level we talked about in every position pretty much being locked up, shortstop is one that you kind of have some question about going forward. Orlando Arcee is fine. I think he's going to be you know, a serviceable league average type of shortstop, but the Braves don't have that future shortstop right now in the system in my mind. Ambioris Tavares really struggling with the bat. Alvarez is the one that if he can stay at shortstop, I think he has that chance and that opportunity to be the shortstop of the future.
0: And I think that's kind of why you see them talk to Seven Ceballos about we're going to have you try to go from third back to shortstop and see how that works. I kind of agree with you on a on Alvarez. When he gets to a ball, he's going to make the play, right? He's, he, he's reliable hands. Uh, the arm can make all the throws. It's just, can he get to the ball? That's the question. And in this age of no defensive shifts, there's only so much you can do from a positioning perspective to mitigate the lack of range. Now, having a guy like Austin Riley next to you can help with that somewhat as well. Uh, People inside the system, inside the organization, they're high on his ability to take shortstop. Most folks I talk to from outside the organization are not. And so I think it's going to be really big in 2024 to kind of get the answer to that question. But a lot of mock drafts that we see have Atlanta going out and taking a shortstop in the first round for the reason you mentioned, there's not really a a slam dunk shortstop prospect that you can feel good about in this system. And I've seen prep shortstops, I've seen college shortstops. Uh, It's all going to come down to how well do Ceballos and Alvarez do it short this year and for both of them, I think that they're going to be fine, but I don't think either one of them is going to end up being a plus defender there. And so it's going to be hard to to eventually think of, we can move on from the, the average shortstop we have to plug in an average shortstop.
1: Yeah, and you know, that, you know, really the question, you kind of, you know, with Dansby Swanson, it was somebody who looked struggled early on in his mm-hmm. career, but then really came on late and was always just kind of that that winning player. Uh, but, you know, the Braves just are still kind of been looking for that guy to kind of take over. And Arcia, you know, an all-star last year for certain, but I don't think that's what many people think he's going to be long-term. And he's a guy that I just feel like, you know, he makes the plays at shortstop. It's it's an above-average arm. It's not great range. But as we talked about with Alvarez, somebody who's going to make the plays. And you know, your open Von Grissom was going to turn into that and maybe be the future shortstop. I don't think that's the case. He's playing third base in left field. Right now in the Puerto Rican League, trying to, you know, new positions there. So that would kind of lead you to believe that shortstop isn't really his future. And the Braves weren't as encouraged by his defense this past year, but there's just not that obvious shortstop right now in the system for the Braves. Now, when I ask you one more question here as we get ready to wrap things up, is there anybody we haven't talked about? Because I feel like we have talked about just about <laughs> everybody, but is there anybody else in this system? you know, that we haven't discussed yet, that you're just really excited to see in 2024.
0: So, kind of quiet, doesn't get a lot of attention. Cedric the Grand Prix is a guy, to me, fits a lot of the the buckets that Atlanta likes to go into. They like athletic guys. Uh, he's somebody like A.J. smith shaver doesn't have a ton of experience. And so, I'm curious to see what he can be with another full year in the system, a chance to to start every fifth day versus you know starting once a week or whatever it might be i'm curious about him and then i do want to give a word of caution for everybody about david mccabe i like david mccabe i think he's going to be a candidate to potentially be a dh in a couple years i wrote that at braves today just a couple days ago but he's getting ready to move from augusta to mississippi and as a power hitter Mississippi is probably the worst ballpark you could go in for home runs. From a park factor perspective, uh, It is, if 100 is neutral, it comes at about 42. It, it's, it's It suppresses power production significantly. It, now, the Braves will be able to properly evaluate him. They were confident calling up Michael Harris straight from AA because they had the metrics, but we're not going to see the power production that we were expecting, I think, from David McCabe this year when he gets there, and I want folks to not panic Some of that's going to be the ballpark he's in versus issues that he may personally have.
1: Yeah. Double a double a South. I think is what they've now calling it again is is Mm -hmm. a league where it is not great for judging power. There are some tough ballparks to hit in, in that league. Birmingham, I know is typically one of those as well. So yeah, you gotta be cautious with that. Another thing, again, we talked about college baseball earlier. Another thing I kind of remind our listeners of as well is to take college numbers especially offensive numbers with a grain of salt. Offense, in my mind, at the college level, seems to just be completely out of whack at the moment. Offensive numbers, home run numbers in general, were just super high this past year. Do you feel the same way when kind of evaluating college players? You see good pitchers. I mean, Hurston (laughs) Waldron, you know, his ERA was elevated this past year. You see good pitchers with good stuff this past season with high ERA numbers. Do you kind of feel the same way that offense at the college level is kind of, um, you know, overblown right now?
0: offense has gotten so good in college and to me from, from from talking to folks at different schools it's the game planning for Hearst and Waldrop they had a very definitive plan of he can't reliably land the splitter in the zone for a strike and so you can in essence if he doesn't have it and you'll know in the first inning you can disregard it you can sit fastball he's going to either walk a bunch of guys or you're, or you're going to crush him
1: in game two of the college world series
0: exactly the data's gotten so good the game planning's gotten so good and then obviously the advantage you have using uh composite bats using spin ball machines to get used to facing a particularly tough pitcher the offense has been so good in college baseball that it skews things a little bit i think look at what Hurston waldrop did when he got into the minor league system like it shows that it's almost easier sometimes to play in high a or even maybe double a than it is to play in the sec in the college world series
1: yeah no i'd agree with that the sec Uh, You know, see Wyatt Langford, you see Dylan Cruz, Paul Skeens, you know, some of the top draft picks from this past year going off the board very high. So uh, definitely, you know, like I said, I cover the SEC in college baseball. It's definitely the best conference in all of baseball. I'm glad we get to watch that. But again, you got to you got to, you know, you take a little grain of salt. You look at some of these college numbers in my Mm -hmm. mind, just because I think they are a little bit overpowered at the moment. And like you said, they're all watching video now. It is it is much more. Uh, deeper, especially in the SEC, where, Lindsay, it just, it means more. It it does mean more. And that's exactly what you see. Lindsay, thanks so much for joining. Go ahead and tell everybody where they can find all your work because you are all over the place.
0: Thank you. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. It's the hub for everything. If you're looking for college baseball, most of my stuff is, is talking about Auburn University, but that's AuburnDaily.com. Obviously, my show, Locked In, will be prospects wherever you get your podcasts and like on YouTube. And if you're looking for my major league baseball writing, BravesToday.com, where, again, I edit just about every single piece that Jake writes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of places you can see Lindsay's doing a lot of great work out there. Make sure you follow him. Go listen to Locked On MLB Prospects as well. You want to get to know prospects better, get to know everything about the upcoming prospects. Make sure that you are subscribed there on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Again, Merry Christmas to all of you listening, whether you're listening on Christmas Day, hopefully not. Hopefully you're spending time with loved ones. But whenever you do, give us a listen or a watch. I do appreciate it. And thanks for all the support you give me here at lockdown Braves, Follow us on social media at ShortstopBall and at On underscore Braves. And one more time, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until then, we will talk to you next time.